I'm Bill. And I'm T-Dog. And this is Two, two Films, films too, too Curious, where the two of us watch two movies. And we're curious about them. Exactly. Except it's not two of us this time. It is a special Two Films, Three Curious featuring uh, Two Films, Three Curious alum, Amanda. Say hi, hey. Amanda. We've brought Amanda on because Amanda has uh, a unique, she has special knowledge of the area that that we're going to be discussing today, and the broad topic of which is serial killers. No, no, not like the food. (laughs) Not cereal. Well, thank you so much for having me in the studio today. Of course. (laughs) Here, our, our really nice studio just off of the highway. And it's our office space. Okay, so the reason why I said that is because I always drive by this vacant office space on my way, like, if I'm going to work or if I'm going to my parents' house. And it's always like, lease space here. And I feel like I want I want to do that. But we make $33 a month max. I don't think we have enough money to lease office space with that. No. So probably not our next step uh, that, with the that's podcast. That's one of our future goals. Yeah. Yeah, but once we get to that point, office space, we're going to get it. We'll deck it out with um, chairs. Have you guys done office space as a movie yet? We haven't. That would be their first movie in our new office space. Yeah, for sure. It would be office space. That's a good movie. Because it'll be a room for recording, and then there's a room for watching the movies. And a room for hitting printers with a hammer. Exactly. Well, we do that outside. In the field. No yeah. But there's a, looks like there's a lot of dead grass over by that office space, so I think it'll fit. Perfect. Oh. <laughs> All right. So uh, the movies that we watched that are serial killer uh, related are, of course, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Chain and saw are two separate words because mm-hmm. it's the 1970s one. And Dude, the silence. That too. That's so, Isn't that so weird? weird. It is. And it's only that one. All of the other sequels and stuff. It's one word for chainsaw instead of two. Uh, and then Silence of the Lambs, which, because it's the movie, Psy and Lince are two words yep. as well. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not You made the same joke I was going to make. <laughs> Look at us. We're like Aww, two nerds in a pod. We should do a podcast. So we should. We should do a podcast. <laughs> and then we should watch two movies, and we'll call it Double Feature, which is what I wanted to call it I know. in the first place. And, and it was a stupid idea. One. So many podcasts called Double Feature. It was a dumb idea anyways. Yeah. Well, my anyway. podcast name idea was already taken. I guess I'm just shouting out this other podcast called Now This Is Podcasting. That's what I wanted. <laughs> I would have loved that. That would have been an, an also a great podcast name. But two films, two curious. It works. And I'm here for it. And, well, mm-hmm. this will be our 52nd episode uh, with that name. So I think it's kind of. That many? It's too late to change. Including bonus episodes oh, worth yes. 52. Wow. That's a lot still. I realized when we uploaded our last one, it one said 51. One that it was. of the year. Yep. So you guys can you can listen to it. You can plan it out that way now. Start in January next re-listen. year. Re-listen. There you go. Uh, anyways, the reason why we picked these two is because both are inspired by serial killer Ed Gein, mm-hmm. uh, who we'll talk about a little bit later in the show. Heavily inspired. Heavily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, especially with Texas Chainsaw, since I think Leatherface is not small. He seems pretty large. He looks yes. heavier mm-hmm. than Anthony Hopkins. Anyways, Amanda, would you like to tell us about Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Sure. 
So, this movie, um, we watched mere moments ago. <laughs> so you remember everything so I that remember happened. Every detail. <laughs> um, it's very seventies. Very seventies. It's, you know, very uh, got a lot of shaky camera moments, but. So it, it starts out middle of nowhere, Texas, and there's a few youths. There's some youths. Mm-hmm. Five youths, no bras. None. No <laughs> bras one to be found. One wheelchair. Not a single. <laughs> five youths. Are there five of them? Yeah, no bras. Five. Five. One yeah. wheelchair. And a whole no lot of memories. And a massacre. <laughs> Um, they're out and going on a trip. Um, who knows where? Who knows where? <laughs> who knows why? For what? We don't know. But just they're out on the road. To be fair, it was just an aside, but they are trying to find their uh, ancestors' their grave or whatever, house, and their right? farm. Yeah, and the but farm. not an important part of the story, to be sure. I mean the. The movie kicks off with the wheelchair-bound brother, Franklin, rolling down a hill <laughs> when he's just trying to use the bathroom. It shouldn't be as strong as it is. It really shouldn't. It was, it's, got, it, it's giving me Mac and me. Yep. <laughs> and, um, boy, it all kicks off from there. And so they're driving down you know, 35 or wherever they are. <laughs> and um, they see a, a dude who's tweaking out on the side of the road and everyone starts shouting, hitchhiker, pick him up. And they're so excited. Now, one girl says, ooh, he looks kind of weird. But they pick up the hitchhiker and then <clears throat> turns out he and Franklin share a bond about slaughterhouses. Knives. And knives. Yep. Um, Just common hobbies, slaughterhouses and You know, he performs some bloodletting on himself and Franklin. Um, And then, you know, he is a professional photographer, and Franklin owes him money. He took his photo. If they just paid him, the rest of the movie wouldn't have happened. You know what? (laughs) Know your worth. We just talked about this. You got to know your worth. You have to. You have to, you know, If you're good at something, never do it for free. Don't Don't do it for free. And so he demands payment payment for his goods and services that he gives the photo. And, you know, they're not going to pay this, this guy. So he burns the photo in the car with magic. I don't really know what that <laughs> was. <laughs> Some Breaking Bad shit right there. Well, yeah, what, you know? They don't show him open up that tinfoil later and it's meth. Yeah, he was just he was just making meth. Yeah, (laughs) that's how you make Uh, it, right? You burn a picture, and that's how you get meth. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Very specific composition to the picture, though. Yeah, Mm -hmm. has to be a picture of a guy in a wheelchair. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And um, um, yeah, he cuts Franklin's arm. They kick him out of the car. Say, get out of here, van. Get out of here, guy. And then he gets out. He rubs his blood all over the side of the car. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, like you gross. do. Gross, rude. And um, they go on down to 
the gas barbecue station. Town. Yeah. <laughs> Pick up some barbecue. And and they, they, that Flavor Town. They, Guy Fieri comes out. It's really weird. They go to get gas. There's no gas. The guy's like, we don't go gas here. <laughs> Why do you think there's gas here? Because it's a gas station. <laughs> it's a barbecue <laughs> house, not a gas station. <laughs> Anyway, pumps pump barbecue sauce. Hey, I would go there. I mean, same. Oh no, <laughs> we're only like two minutes into the movie at this point. <laughs> but really, yeah. the plot is very front loaded. All things considered. <laughs> true, true. Um, they're like, so hey, we want to go no, to the no gas, all brisket. So then they have weird sausage, and you know they like... they know something's. Yeah. Hey, we want to go to our it. family a... house, and the old man's like, "You don't oh, want to do that. Yeah. That's a spooky house." Yeah, and they're like, "Important spooky house, spooky, spooky house. house." Yeah. So they go on to the spooky house, um, and they're in this empty house. They're like, "Yeah, we made it! Woohoo! Summer break. Where's the watering hole?" So two, one of the couples goes off to go swimming. I'm sure nothing else. Only swimming. And of course. Uh, that's when they stumble upon, they find a generator, mm-hmm. and then they a find whole house. a whole house. Nice looking house on the outside. Yeah, right? it doesn't look spooky on the outside. And then they go in, and they, there's way too many pelts hanging from the wall. Like, one too many. Um, and then is that when old, old Leatherface himself pops out yep. makes his debut? He catches that the guy who's obviously... Thirty years older oh, yeah. than everyone else in the group. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There, He's he just grown disappears. Um, His girlfriend's like, "What's up? Where are you? Are you in here?" Oh, she goes yeah. in. Mm-hmm. She finds the bone room, the bone zone. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'll, I, the scariest part of this movie to me mm-hmm. was when it showed the couch was the furnishings and like oh, the yeah. bones how they're stretched out like. In an alien way, but it's human bones. I yeah. like got chills when I saw that. To be yeah, the armchair. I mean, that's the no. That, it was, it was the big. Yeah, it was the long. So it had like hip bones and stuff for the shoulder. Oh, it was just creepy. Yeah. And then there's a chicken in there too. And that, yeah. And there's a chicken. He's hanging out. He's like, "What's up? Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> These are all my feathers and my bones." Um, so Leatherface pops back out, grabs her. Yep. She oh, gets yeah. she gets on she yeah. gets hooked. She gets uh huh. She's on the hook. Mister Krabs warned her. <laughs> <laughs> yep. She gets hooked. She's hooked on Leatherface. No, I don't know. Um, and then <laughs> she gets. This is the the point where we had to stop the movie. Yeah, we we paused. And we paused and then restarted it today. So then the next guy and then the whole lot of went nothing. out. Yeah. Yeah. A whole lot of nothing. They're like, where's our friends? Well, I guess I'll go look for him. So what's, no, his, you. Fa- what's his face shows up. No, you. Yeah. Also finds the same house. Also yeah. wa- just walks in the door like he owns the place. Yeah. What's up with walking in these houses? I, I, like, I don't know. So. He walks in. Walks he hears in. a rumbling from the freezer. I mean, our freezer sounds like that. Yeah. Sometimes. Just like that. Yeah. <laughs> he hears that, <laughs> opens the freezer. Pops it open. And uh, old, the old hooker pops scared. out. The hooker. 
Taylor, you don't call him that anymore. <laughs> she was hooked. <laughs> the lady of the night. The lady of the night pops out. He's like, oh, shit, that's my friend. Turns around, Leatherface is like, I got a hammer. Want to know my favorite album? Hammer smash face. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Gets him. How long have you been waiting for that joke? I just thought of it just now. <laughs> it's genius. It's a good joke. Um, so, so that happens three or four more times, basically, the whole scenario. Yeah. And here's how it feels anyway when you're watching it. Yeah. Then um, we got old, old wheels and I forget her name now. The Alive Sally. Lady. The alive lady, yeah. The final okay. girl. The final girl. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, well, I guess we got to find a friend. They have a weird fight oh, over a flashlight. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, they fight over a flashlight for five minutes. And then, yeah, then wheelies, they head down the, down the hill. He's like, oh, I got a fear of hills. And, he... <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and then they go down. And he's like, hey, um, I, wait, I hear something. And then what oh, do you know? <laughs> yeah, half a second later, he gets... Chainsaw. A chainsaw right to the chest, um, which isn't good for no. you. Tends and not to be. Turns out. Um, so then Homegirl think... gets taken to back. Well, she actually runs back to his house. So I'm sure Leatherface is like, oh, okay, great. This is yeah, I know. He's like, anyway. oh, fantastic. Oh, how, what are the odds? <laughs> Go to the house where I was going to take you anyway. Um, Runs upstairs. Runs up, yeah, she okay. Yeah, she takes upstairs, and she finds um, grandma and grandpa, and their little dog, and their little dog too, in the room <laughs> upstairs. Um, they're I don't know. They are talking. mummified, well, looking. That you, th- you think looking, mummified, mummified looking. looking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, runs you know back. Jumps out, out the there. window. Oh yeah, she jumps out the window. Forgot about that. So there's more chasing. There's like half an hour of chasing around. A lot of chasing in the woods. And she makes it to the barbecue. She makes it back uh-huh. to Flavortown. <laughs> Guy, Fier- to Guy Fieri is <laughs> like, it's fine, it's fine. There's no one out there. It's Guy fine. <laughs> he's grilling up something nice. Yep. Then he shows up. He, he's like, hey, we got to drive to the cops because we don't have a phone here. So yeah. let me get my truck. When the closest It'll be fine. town is Childress, you're in trouble. <laughs> Gets out of the truck with a sack and a broom, and he's like, hey. She's like, starts freaking out, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, she's uh, like, oh, I thought you were going to help me. She's disarmed with a broom. Yeah. She's got a, <laughs> this made me so mad. <laughs> She's got like a, it, though it does look like a bread knife. Straight up, it's a bread knife. Yeah. But she's got like a six inch knife, and he comes up with a broom and she drops it. One swat. Immediately. Boom. <sighs> so he she's manages to. Adapt. Yeah, truly. Hit her with that broom handle many times. Mm-hmm. Gets her in the sack, puts her in the truck, driving. He's in like. In a bag, not. Not the, the euphemism sack? gets her oh, in the sack. No. Oh, no. No, no, no. Literally they puts never. her in a bag. No, the sucking comes later in, in the film. <laughs> Gets her back to the house. Oh, good. guess what? It's the same house. On the way, they're like... It's the only house in Texas. <laughs> they pop, he, the old man pops out of the truck, and he's like, Hey, you you little shit, where were you? And he was like, Oh, it's the hitchhiker from before. Oh, they're all one big happy family. It's the photographer. They, they get inside. It's time for dinner. Mm-hmm. They tie her up. 
They bring grandpa downstairs. Guess what? Grandpa's alive. Mm-hmm. Not dead. He's, he sucks her finger for an uncomfortably long time for <laughs> some blood. Leatherface is like, guess what? I'm a drag queen now. He's there too. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Leatherface looks like he could try out for season 14. Drag race. <laughs> he could yep. win season 14. Yeah. Um, they have dinner. It's There's... A lot of screaming, like a lot so of much taunting. Screaming. We had to turn down the volume because we don't want to get in trouble with our apartment <laughs> complex. Like so our neighbors can be like, someone's being murdered yeah. next door. <laughs> yeah, so much screaming. Um, and then they're like, Grandpa, Grandpa, Grandpa. You know, mm-hmm. he you, he used to he hit a home run back in the day. So he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's the best. He's the best killer in the slaughterhouse, so he can do it. <laughs> And um, he tries many times and, to swing that hammer. And he it's just, one okay he, hit in. Yeah, there was the first like blood of the whole movie. You see, I think when he's like, right? There's well, not I mean, much blood in this. They movie. cut the guy's arm at the well, beginning. Yeah, okay. And so he hits her. Um, the guy who's they've untied her at this point for who yeah, knows why. Move. Don't untie her. <laughs> Rookie yeah, move. photographer man's holding her down. Yeah, photographer And then he's like, oh, give me the hammer. Now he's only got one hand on her. She escapes. Mm-hmm. She runs. Uh, someone else runs. It's daytime she runs now. Again. She's running. He's running after her. More running. Um, then there's running, you know, in the street. Semi-truck like, driver. Trucker comes by and finds her. They're, the trucker's running now, running around the truck. He gets a good hit with that wrench. Yeah, he does. And then Leatherface's yeah, like, oh, my leg. My leg. And he's, my leather face. My leather leg. <laughs> and then he's down. Um, and but he gets then back up. Someone else comes down, down the street. It's the busiest street in Texas all of a sudden. <laughs> and someone else stops. She. They turn off the truck. She hops in. The truck don't start. Classic. And then I'm pretty sure Leatherface hits her with that chainsaw. From what it what we saw, but like it looks happens. like maybe a little bit, yeah. yeah. And she gets away um, and starts laughing like a yeah, like crazy. And, and she looks just like those crazy people in the end. And then it cuts to a Kate Bush music video. Leatherface is swinging <laughs> his chainsaw around in the air. <laughs> it really just looked like Kate Bush to me. <laughs> and uh, I think that's all. That's uh, the Texas chain. Saw Massacre. Like that was hard to follow. That's just the way the movie is. <laughs> <laughs> that was a perfect plot summary. That, it really that was, was. Not, that had nothing to do with wine. <laughs> no. Nothing to do with the fact that I had glasses of wine. Um... But that is that is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't think y'all missed anything. I think you got it all. But I and, do appreciate uh, the support, Tyler, helping me get through that <laughs> summary. It was a it was a joint effort, is what it was, and I I think that it, it it's all the better for it. So, uh, Silence of the Lambs, a little bit more plot, uh, a little bit more ins and outs to the story. Mm-hmm. But story is this: Clarice Starling is a FBI trainee and she's in school and then 
a guy comes up is like, hey, big boss wants to see you, head of the school. She goes to head of the school and he's like, hey, we need you to, uh, we're just, we're profiling other serial killers and uh, we're just sending people out. Would you go and see if you can get Hannibal Lecter to fill out this form? And she's like, the Hannibal Lecter? And he's like, bet. So she goes to the place where Hannibal Lecter's at and Hannibal Lecter's like, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do your form. That's stupid. It's just because you guys are trying to catch Buffalo Bill. I saw him in the newspaper. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna help with that. And then she has a very unfortunate experience with another person in the insane asylum. Are we allowed mm-hmm. to call it that? Mental institution. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Anyways, and then Hannibal Lecter's like, "Hey, that was inappropriate." <laughs> a normal hospital. I'll see about filling out your forms. Also, look at my former patient, Miss Moffat. And she goes and finds out that there was a dead person in that name. And she goes back to Hannibal Lecter, and Hannibal Lecter's like, it was a trick. That's to give you some information about Buffalo Bill. Mm-hmm. She goes back to some more training. Head of school's like, hey, we found another body of Buffalo Bills. We think it might have been the first one. We just didn't find it until now. And she's like, oh, neat. And he was like, want to come see it? And she's like, bet. And so they go down to go see the body, and... Like, all the other cops in this podunk town are like, she's a lady. She can't do any of this. And she's like, I can, and I will. And then uh, they find out, they find the body, and they're doing autopsy, and they find a a chrysalis. And this is the scary part. Inside of it was a moth. And that's that's the scariest part of the whole movie. You know I don't play with moths. That's I'm surprised I even made it through this movie. Uh let alone have it be one of my favorites. I mean, there's a moth like, on the cover. There's a lot of moths in this in this piece. <laughs> Did you just have to like close your eyes as you put the movie in? Yeah, it's, it. it's <laughs> real tough. You know, if they're not moving, it's not as bad. Yeah, but yeah, I gotta close my eyes to parts of the movie. It's just it's rough. <laughs> uh, but we okay. Where was I at? Moth. She goes. Then anyway, she goes to she her goes to, uh, yeah. nerdy friends, and they're playing chess with some bugs. And he's like, "Yeah, this is moth. I had to get this imported." And I so know exactly like, oh, what this is. We're going to find out the import. We're going to call Art Vandalay, get him to check the importing, exporting of moths. And then, oh, Hannibal Lecter gives some more information. But then the senator's daughter is kidnapped by Buffalo Bill, who looks a lot like Captain Stondelmeyer from the San, San Francisco Police Department. Uh, but then uh, they find out that, uh, oh, uh Clarice starts interviewing Hannibal Lecter some more, but then goes and starts interviewing people in the town that uh, the first mm-hmm. victim was from mm-hmm. to see if they can find out any more information. And Hannibal Lecter uh, makes a deal with the senator and is like, if you give me all this special stuff, then I will tell you more information. And she's like, okay. And then he lies. And, but she lied too. And now she's over at... Mm-hmm. Uh, or now he's at he's in like this big building and he, he gets out of the anyways he gets out of the building it's a whole and thing all he wanted was to see a tree out of his window right mm-hmm. is that the worst Come no on. let's let's treat some of our people let's treat people with humanity they're humans yeah. I mean Mig's debatable but Hannibal Lecter definitely human <laughs> so anyways mm-hmm. they uh, he gets out and he's doing fine now Clarice uh, is gonna go to the house of this old lady that used to that um, the girl who's dead used to go to her house a lot, and she goes there and knocks on the door. And while she's on her way there, uh, Jack Crawford is like, "I think we got him, but we need you to keep doing research because we want him for murder, not kidnapping." Mm-hmm. And so 
So he goes to the house, and Jack Crawford is at the house. Jack Crawford doesn't have Hannibal Lecter. He's got somebody else. And when, I mean, not Hannibal Lecter, Buffalo Bill. The old bait and switch with that right? door knock. Such a good, such a good <laughs> bit. Mm-hmm. Clarice Starling knocks on the door. Who's opened it up? But Buffalo Bill. And then he, she's like, can I use your phone? Buffalo Bill. And he was like, yeah, the phone's in here. It's a gun. It's my Next Buffalo phone. phone. <laughs> <That's another moth. laughs> and then they do like a whole thing. Yeah, she goes into a room full of moths. And, and I she's was, like, oh, hmm. this is the guy. <laughs> and then the, <laughs> up to that point, she still wasn't sure. Sees the moths, <laughs> has to be him. Skin suit made from the, the skin of women, uh, could be anybody. Moths, <laughs> definitely Buffalo Bill. Anyways, there's a really sick enough. horrifying bit where uh, you're seeing it through Buffalo Bill's night vision goggles as she's oh, it's so walking creepy. around the house. It's such mm-hmm. a good scene. And then she shoots him in the face, and then she graduates from FBI school, and Hannibal Lecter's like, hey, congrats, I'm going to go eat this guy now. And that's the movie. It's like the warden or whatever, the head guy from his school, right? Yeah. Or not his, his school, his uh, prison. His school. Chil- Chilton, his school Chilton. for serial killers. Chicklets, Chicklins. It was his least Chilton. favorite professor from <laughs> You know, whatever his name is. Carl. Churlums. Well, I gotta say, you went through that plot much faster than <laughs> we went through ours. And... Silence of the Lambs is twice as long as <laughs> Eight times as packed with info. Well, to be fair, I watch it at least once every two months. I am wow. quite a fan really? of this movie. It's weird. Like, really, like, really? I, really, really. I get into this mood where like, I, I, I want to... Like, once a year, I thought that was... Like I'll no when I you know when people are like man I just I woke up on Saturday morning and I was in the mood to clean my house and so I started cleaning mm-hmm. I put on music and I cleaned my house no it's only ever Silence of the Lambs <laughs> okay I don't know why but like I'm, I'm like I wake up I take Molly out start doing the dishes put on Silence of the Lambs fold some laundry mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know why Silence of the Lambs but every time Silence of the Lambs in fact the only time it wasn't Silence of the Lambs is when I watched Manhunter the 1988 movie that can't, that comes before Silence of the Lambs, which may be featured in the fun facts, and if they aren't, I'm going to bring my own, because I think it's such a neat fun it's fact. It's featured in this trio of DVDs that you let me borrow. It is. Don't <laughs> watch it on the trio of DVDs, because there's a scene it's okay, where... <laughs> the DVD doesn't work. The DVD I was, was going to say, so there we go. The, Bell, yeah. the DVD doesn't when I, work. When I try to watch the DVD on, at home... It worked for the first half, and then there's this scene where there's a parking garage, and like the parking garage attendant is like looking, and a man on fire in a wheelchair comes rolling down the parking garage, and then the DVD was it shuts Franklin? off. It was. <laughs> I don't know if he's alive or dead. Because the DVD shut off. He got overcooked. He did compared to everyone else. <laughs> really, it's it's weird how it's both a sequel to Texas Chainsaw and a prequel to Silence of the Lambs all at the same time. <laughs> Anyways, that's Silence of the Lambs. Both of these movies are inspired by serial the same killer man. Ed Gein. Ed Gein was a serial killer uh, in, I have his Wikipedia page. Edward uh, Geenward. Oh, he didn't <laughs> die until 1984. He was born in 1906 and he died in 1984. He lived a long time. It that's was also called life. The Butcher of Plainfield because he's from Plainfield, Wisconsin. <laughs> Uh, he was found unfit to stand trial initially, but then they still held, held him. They put him on trial. Uh, but so many things about Ed Gein were so horrifying mm-hmm. that all of the movies inspired by Ed Gein only take a facet of it. Yeah. yeah. The 
using body parts as furniture from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the trying to make the suit of a woman from Texas Chainsaw and Silence of the Lambs, the keeping people hostage to do that, like in Silence of the Lambs, the The weird mummified corpse of his grandmother in Texas Chainsaw or his Mm -hmm. mom in Psycho, Mm -hmm. because Psycho is also inspired by it. All different facets of him because the... Like, if you look... I read his Wikipedia this page person, one time. He was it's, so messed up mm-hmm. that one movie can't even do all It would be it. unrealistic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they have to take pieces of everything that he's done. So, there you go. Anyways, he's a, he is very interesting how many things have taken from his life. Uh, he's featured... He's a... Uh, inspires a character in American Horror Story Asylum, he, mm-hmm. the song Dead Skin Mask from the Slayer album Seasons in the Abyss. It's a great song. Whole thing. Anyways, uh, we'll talk after the fun facts about other serial killer things, but I think it's interesting that both of these movies are so vastly different but have the same initial inspiration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, Tyler, do you have fun facts for us? I do have some fun facts. So do... Texas Chain Saw Massacre. Thank you for putting that pause in there. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, according to the narrator, John Lauroquette, from the beginning of the film, and the beginning of it is just like a radio like news thing. It's like, oh, well, we found all these bodies and mm-hmm. yeah. being exhumed and grave robbing. Uh, said that his payment for the opening narration was a marijuana joint. <laughs> <laughs> If that there doesn't you go. set the tone for the whole movie, I don't know what does. Right? The, uh, the second one, I noticed pretty early on that other than, like, diegetic sound of that they had, like, playing from a radio, mm-hmm. there's no... It didn't sound like there's any music. There's no mm-hmm. musical instruments. It's oh, weird yeah. noises. Yeah. yeah. And, as I found out, instead of using sound or using any musical instruments they used sounds that quote an animal would hear in a slaughterhouse all those weird noises all like that like metal grinding against each other yeah so there's that's why there's no no soundtrack really they didn't use or i mean it's kind of a soundtrack but they didn't use traditional instruments they used weird things that an animal might hear in a slaughterhouse Hmm. Hmm. i'll say this movie did not want me to reverse my vegetarianism no in fact it may have reinforced it <laughs> you are not the only people that would say that many directors who have watched this movie and cited it as their inspiration for other things also cited it as their inspiration for vegetarianism and veganism uh-huh. i think del toro even Guillermo del toro was a vegetarian or vegan for a period of time after watching this movie yeah yeah uh, it doesn't surprise me um the director allowed Gunnar Hansen, who would play Leatherface, to develop him as he saw fit under his supervision. Uh, Hansen decided that Leatherface was mentally handicapped and never learned to talk properly, which is why um, he kind of acts the way that he does. Yeah. Uh, he, the actor actually went to a school for mentally handicapped and watched how they moved and listened and listened to them talk to get a feel for how he was going to play the character. Uh, he <laughs> said he tried to make he's tried his best to make his portrayal as non-offensive as possible. And then it says, the last part of this is that many fans, including those who have a mental handicap, say that he succeeded. Wow. Interesting. There you go. That's the the only approval you need. I think Leatherface is the least offensive character in that entire movie. Yeah, I mean, I think so. 
I like how uh, it's something you guys talked about a little bit about having changed his outfit, but the mm-hmm. faces that he wears have different personalities, and I think that yeah. that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That the, he's certainly the, less violent and crazy once he changes his face. Yeah, yeah, the woman's face is the one for when he's cooking, and the regular leather face face is when he's ready to slaughter. I think that's neat. Well, see, those are standards that I just I I can't support. <laughs> you have to change women it to can a slaughter too. Leather face for cooking. What women this is nineteen seventy four. Buffalo Bill knows it. Mm-hmm. All right. This we kind of noticed while watching it too. Surprisingly, this film is one of the least bloody horror films of all time. Mm-hmm. This is because the director intended to make the movie for a PG rating by keeping <laughs> the viol- the violence moderate, language mild. And having most of the horror implied off screen rather than explicitly shown. To be fair, this was an era pre PG thirteen, so your options were only PG yeah. or R. Oh, yeah. okay. However, this plan had actually backfired and made the film more horrifying <laughs> because, despite cutting and repeated submissions, the rating board insisted on an X rating, <laughs> and it wasn't until the film received an R rating that he gave up and just said, "Fine, release it." <laughs> he got it down to an R, <laughs> and that was the best he could do. <laughs> Poor. Poor Tobe Hooper. Um, and then Tobe Hooper got the idea for the film while standing in the hardware section of a crowded store while Christmas shopping. While thinking of a way to get through the crowd, he spotted the chainsaws. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so it's a, it's a documentary, actually. <laughs> I mean, we've all fought it, though, truly. That's why you got to do that online that. shopping, Black yep. Friday. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's intrusive thought everyone has. <laughs> <laughs> and for some, it's extrusive. Like, yeah, like the people in the movie. Or Toby Hooper. <laughs> so that's all our fun chainsaw massacre in Texas fun facts. Well, that was fun. <laughs> Very fun. You think that's fun? <laughs> Wait till we get to the next serial killer. Oh. <laughs> now, to be fair, a lot, most of these fun facts are, I'm going to say now, Anthony Hopkins had a great idea, and now it's an iconic part of Hannibal Lecter, <laughs> basically, for Silence of the Lambs. Uh, in preparation for his role, he studied the files of serial killers. He visited prisons, studied convicted murders, and was present during some court hearings for gruesome murders and serial killings, just to see how these people acted. Can I do that? How do you get to do that? We'll go on a field trip for the podcast. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, after Lecter is moved to Baltimore, which I didn't know that's where he was moved to until now. Baltimore. Mm. you got to say it like that. The yeah. plan, Baltimore. 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 The plan Baltimore. was to dress him in a yellow or orange jumpsuit. But Anthony Hopkins convinced the director that it would be more clinical and unsettling if he was in pure white. Huh. Which it is. She walks in and he's just like in that cage in the room. Yeah. That's just a weird set that's like just unnerving in general. Yeah. <laughs> that like they built this cage in this room. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's interesting that it about the white because I feel like when when we were kids and they would have all this like the horror movie costumes at, at Walmart or wherever mm-hmm. for Halloween, the Hannibal Lecter mask was with an orange jumpsuit usually. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. Interesting. Yeah. Hopkins said that he got the idea from his fear of dentists. Hmm. That tracks. Yeah. We have that the 
the real life FBI behavioral science unit assisted in making the movie. That's a, I did know that's that. the length of the fun fact. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, when they filmed the scene where Lecter and Starling first meet, it was Anthony Hopkins' idea that he should look directly at the camera as they entered his line of sight and then follow it because he said that Lecter should be portrayed as, quote, knowing everything. Which you really feel like the whole movie, he's got everyone eating out of the palm of his hand, like exactly yeah. the way he wants them to. And then this one I didn't put on my fun facts, but it kind of ties into it because it's like a commonly quoted thing. But, you know, Anthony Hopkins has an insanely small amount of time, screen time in the movie, yet yeah. he won mm-hmm. the award for uh, Best Actor that year. But Anthony Hopkins and Jodie Foster share only four scenes yep. in the whole film. Is the fun fact. That's one of, what, four movies? Three movies to win. <clears throat> they call them the big five. Best picture, best director, best actor, best actress, and best screenplay, either adapted or original. Mm-hmm. The only other two, I can't remember. Uh, I think one was It Happened One Night. I've uh, heard of that movie. It's an older movie. Silence of the Lambs is the newest of, of the ones that have done that. Uh, but, yeah, it's... It's one of the newer ones? It's the newest of the three that have won that. Won all five the of prestigious. those Prestigious. The Big Five. Wow. Or is it List of Academy Award Records? I'm on the Wikipedia page now. Cause and Silence this of the Lambs came out, like, ni- early 90s, right? Yeah. In, like, 91, 92? Yeah, wow. it, it happened one night. One flew over the cuckoo's nest in 75, oh. and then Silence of the Lambs in 91 are the only oh. ones that have won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress, and Screenplay, either Adapted or Original. All, all three have won for Adapted. Because so a lot of films know. have won a lot more than that, but just not those five. Not those five, right. Like Return Some of the King has of, 11. Not all, right. Right. Return of the King Ben-Hur, I think, and Titanic. For, yeah. Yep. But they didn't get those five. Nope. In fact, I think Ben-Hur is the only suck. one that has an Those acting movies suck. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, let's talk about serial killers a little bit before we do similarities and differences. Uh, what is the? Why are we as as people fascinated by serial killers? I don't have an answer to that. I just know that I am. Why is it an interesting thing to to hear about or watch a movie? I think about? that. I mean, from my own personal viewpoint, that it's just so different and so out there from anything you could fathom yourself doing or being a part of or even like being a victim of yeah that it it, it's almost like that this weird crossover of like fantasy and reality because these things do have they actually happen these things like you said (laughs) you have people like ed gein that are so crazy that you have multiple things that only take one little facet of what he did because it just seems so it almost seems like it's not real That's what I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think we're just so interested by, you know, kind of what you said, just the absolute worst case the scenario. The macabre, yeah. yeah. The macabre, and just a, a way of <clears throat> why do these people do the things they do, like trying to figure every little thing out. Why do they do all of this? It, how, how could they? Yeah bring themselves to what happened yeah. to them to make them want to do this it's just 
it's just so unlike you know our ordinary lives that mm-hmm. um, yeah. it it just like kind of draws you to it. I think that makes sense. Now, uh, of the three of us, I think only one of us actively listens to, or at least passively listens to, other podcasts that are about serial killers. Have they ever Maybe. featured any of these things on any of the podcasts that you've listened to, Amanda, Ed Gein, Silence of the Lambs, Texas Chainsaw? Uh, no, because this is a pretty We're the first baby! You know, Ed Gein is kind of like he's pretty the played. Big name <laughs> he's the Cheerios of. <laughs> he's so he's so big he's name. He's the mascot of serial killers. <laughs> Apparently, not only is there a musical called Ed Gein the Musical, it was oh actually gosh, on PBS. <laughs> so that's the thing. Apparently, so I guess yeah, he may not be everybody. Everybody already knows about him as a concept. So we're doing. Yeah. Our podcasts are about other things, like, I don't know, the lady with no eyebrows, or uh, the guy who has the house in Chicago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, those for sure. Yeah. Um, no, I don't know, I think um, people are more interested in the unsolved mm-hmm. cases, that makes unsolved sense. mysteries. Yeah. Um, we got this one pretty much locked up now. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that whole story is, is done. Right. You know? um, I mean, it's still fascinating, of course. But sure. But there's also, I mean, there's a difference, I guess, between his story and, like, somebody like, oh, what's the one extremely loud and incredibly shocking and close or whatever? Who's that one? Ted Bundy. There we go. Yeah. Ted Bundy just seems like a more fascinating guy, and we've got actual video footage of him for some of these Other things. being charming. Like, well, I mean, he no was a one... very attractive yeah. guy. Looked just like Zac so that... Efron. He did, honestly. <laughs> so that that does help. I don't know. I'm 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 not into um, podcasts or documentaries or whatever that all the focus is on the serial killer themselves. Okay. I because they don't deserve the airtime. <laughs> For sure. Maybe when it's about the victims. I, I like the story more. Yeah. And, um, you know, a whole documentary about Ted Bundy and his wife is kind of gross. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The me. finding out about, like, the, the, ins- the detecting and the how the mystery unfolds. I mean, it's probably why... Was, is the, show, the show is Mindhunter, right? That's why Mindhunter mm-hmm. is so interesting because the with the exception of, I don't know, two minutes every two episodes or whatever, it's not about the killer that about, they're investigating. Yeah. It's about the them investigation investigating team. the killer. Which mm-hmm. is neat. Anyways, let's talk about some similarities and differences. I think one big similarity here, and we have touched on it a little bit already, but to, to go a little deeper, both movies are inspired by Ed Gein. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's definitely both, a similarity. Both involve uh, wearing the skin of your fellow humans. Both are rated R. But the key difference is it seems like Buffalo Bill cares a little bit more about the quality of the skin and the way that it looks than Leatherface does, I think. 
That's true. His, his face Bill is very a... loose fitting. Yes. Buffalo Bill wants an exact suit. He's a, I mean he's a he's a tailor. He's a he's a yeah. seam, seamster. He has the skills to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre has uh, as we've said helped people be more cognizant of the social idea that it promotes vegetarianism or veganism. Uh, and Silence of the Lambs received so much backlash from the LGBT community that Jonathan Demme was uh, motivated to make a Philadelphia story afterwards. Mm. So not as socially conscious in mm-hmm. Silence of the Lambs as Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> is. That's, that's a difference, I guess. Yeah, no, it certainly is. Um, Silence of the Lambs had a one million percent more badass final girl. Yes. Mm-hmm. Clarice. I I don't think of her as the final girl. Clarice. You I think of the girl that got rescued from the well as the final girl. Oh. oh. The senator's daughter. Yeah. It's, also it's not a the focus. Though. Yeah, not the focus. Don't you hurt my dog? Don't you make me hurt your dog? I, I mean, either way is more badass than. Right. Yeah. Clarice, though she did fumble that gun oh, quite a bit. Oh, she did. Um, to be fair, it was her first time being in a firefight like that. I mean, and yeah. she she yeah. showed up and showed out at the end. She did what she needed to do. She showed in. Um, show enough. She would not have dropped a knife because of a broom. That's no she would way. Not have. For no one. And in fact, when presented with the opportunity to drop the gun, what she did instead was drop the man. Drop him right to the ground. Boom. (laughs) Like four shots. She did not not do one and then done. No. Mm -hmm. Rule number two, double tap. Rule number one, rule number two. It's been a while since I've seen Zombieland. Which one is the one where they stretch? That's That's the most important one. Yeah, cardio. I think that's I think that's the first rule. Oh, I wrote <laughs> down cardio, cardio as a fact for check Texas Chainsaw. Texas Chainsaw Um, holy cow, the cardio! A lot of running. So much running. And that that weird little chainsaw dance he does at the end. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Just spinning. Aerobic. That's what the Kate Bush video. <laughs> I uh, I feel like although it does have that tenuous string between the two of them of Ed Gein, mm-hmm. these movies are not. There's not a lot that ties them together. Yeah, they're very different types of horror movies. Yeah, they're very different. They have very different things to say about the people in them or the ideas in them i feel like even the when clarice goes to the small town and interviews the people about the girl who died those people are far more three-dimensional and engaging than the people out in front of the cemetery in texas chainsaw or the barbecue gas station guy this may not have been my best pairing is what i'm trying to say what happened to that guy who was washing the windows at the gas station? Remember, it was like, looked like Louis C.K. 
Oh, well, he probably yeah. got fired because he was washing the windows. I thought and he was blood <laughs> smeared on the side of the van. He wasn't washing that. Well, I thought maybe he was thinking back now that he was part of the family too. He mu- he may have been, but or he wasn't the at the table. Least, he was just a, he was another employee of the gas Are you station. Saying there's but a he's plot got a good in this movie. work life balance. <laughs> <laughs> work life balance, yeah. You know, for a movie with that is that is so much the way that it is it's really interesting to know that there are multiple storylines here because of mm. all of the spin-offs and reboots and remakes and comic books and stuff like that musicals the quality <laughs> the quality of Texas Chainsaw Massacre aside there has to be something to be said for the fact that Leatherface is still an iconic mm-hmm. character the idea of him even is he in Dead by Daylight? Was I he on that list? So I think so. I know that uh, I have a friend whose little brother uh, does a, an eerily accurate Leatherface Halloween costume. Sometimes Ooh. it's quite quite appropriate. Do you guys have any other similarities or differences? Yeah. Um, so they both have. 15 minutes of doing one thing. <laughs> so, Texas Chain Saw Massacre. <laughs> There's 15 minutes of screaming, like yes. straight. Sitting in a chair screaming. <laughs> Sitting in an armchair. Well, tied to an armchair, yeah. Tied, but it, get an armchair because the arms of the chair were arms. Arms, armchair, screaming. Mm-hmm. And then Silence of the Lambs. There's 15 minutes of Buffalo Bill looking in a mirror. Yeah. Dancing naked. Dancing. <laughs> tucked. Such, well such tucked. an iconic yeah. scene. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Have either of you seen Clerks 2? I have. Nope. I saw we, Clerks 2 it. before I watched Silence of the Lambs. And so it, it's, it's what happens when you watch... A, a parody or an homage to a scene before you watch that actual oh, yeah. scene, and then that scene <laughs> oh, I forgot comes that they on do and that. you laugh in a weird way. <laughs> Jay does the same goodbye horses, cue Lazarus mm-hmm. dance in Clerks Two. Fuck me. I'd fuck me. <laughs> and then I watched it in Silence of the Lambs, and I'm, I mean, not that it wasn't necessarily a funny scene before, but it's the laugh is an unsettling laugh if you watch uh-huh. Silence of the Lambs first, yeah. and it's just a hilarious laugh. <laughs> you watched Clerks 2 first. It's the same reason my dad laughed through Braveheart because uh, he watched Chicken Run first and Mel Gibson says, freedom, and both. <laughs> and so it's funnier in Braveheart after you watch it in Chicken Run. <laughs> I think that's all the note. Well, I just had also that the um, settings were just so different. and Yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre should have just was probably so inexpensive to make because they're in a van, they're in yep. a house, they're in a different house, or they're in a field yep. for the whole thing. And I mean, just based off like filming locations and or different setups at wherever they were filming for Seven yeah. to the Lambs alone, there's just so many different. Yeah, probably cost more to build places. Buffalo Bill's lair than to make. Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, yeah. I just looked. 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre cost eighty to one hundred and forty thousand dollars to make. Oh my more gosh. than I thought. <laughs> the box office was thirty point nine million dollars. Yep. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Uh, I guess the only other similarity I have is that both Leatherface and Hannibal Lecter are very iconic horror villains mm-hmm. and Halloween costumes now. Uh, but I think I'd rather, uh, I, I don't know, I'd rather, I'd rather dress up as Hannibal Lecter for Halloween than Leatherface, I think. I'd rather be Clarice for Halloween. Good answer. I want to be, I want to be the, uh, the barbecue gas station guy. That's I'll be the guy who washes the van. There we go. <laughs> I want to be the grandpa. I'll be the van. <laughs> <laughs> case i'll be the van hey who are you for halloween i'm the iconic texas chainsaw massacre blood see, the, see the blood letter or whatever's on the side see see <laughs> for halloween this year i'm gonna be sexy the chainsaw <laughs> that's what i'm gonna be i'm the wheelchair i'm just a chainsaw <laughs> i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a massacre for halloween and uh i'm gonna get molly a costume where she's dressed as texas and then oh my gosh adorable there we go. It'll be a it'll be a whole family thing. Anyways, <clears throat> I can't wait. Those are our similarities and differences. Do we have any questions? I don't. I have a question, and my question is this: Tyler, please tell me what you didn't like about this movie because I I've been waiting to hear what you have what to say about Bill? it. That makes sense to the last. What? Tell me, tell me your official review of Texas Chainsaw Massacre because I really wanted to know. I just, I mean, to be honest, I wanted more gore. Yeah. We can absolutely I'm... do that next Halloween. <laughs> I've got your back. You sicko. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't, I just, the pacing, maybe it's just because it was a low budget 70s movie. Yeah. That the pacing just felt all over the place to me. Like, mm-hmm. what's his face? In the Frank same rolls, five into the, rolls into the yeah. house and then he's like, for like 30 seconds, making fun of like everyone else or whatever because they're all laughing and having fun. I was just yeah. like, this is just, it, it, the weird things stood out to me. And yeah. <laughs> I was Once the people started it. dying, I was more invested. <laughs> I was thinking about it just as we started he's up and we were talking about. <laughs> We were talking about just how weird the plot was that it it feels like Rocky Horror Picture Show where mm-hmm. it's iconic and it's an important part of film history, but you really don't have to watch it. And even if you do, you don't have to pay attention to it because the important scenes will let you know that they're important. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. other ones are good times to go get, you know, like a hamburger. Or something. Not meat, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> An impossible burger. Impossible. Right, there you go. This movie really felt like, at the end, it was like, this? Like, all of the... Yeah. This spawned? was about yeah. this? Yeah. This is where it started? Really? And sometimes for movies like that, I feel like there's... You know, it's it it feels smaller now because we've seen all of the things that have come after it but i don't think that's the case with this one 
I don't think that I'm underwhelmed by Texas Chainsaw Massacre because I've seen the way that we've twisted it today. I think it's just, it's, it is not that big, you know? It's not, yeah. it's iconic and it's important, I guess, but maybe it's not that good. Is that bad to say? Am I saying that now? Yeah. You're speaking, you're preaching to the choir right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would watch it again, and I own it, but I get part of the reason why I own it you is You have the one that looks like ground beef, right? One. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the back of the DVD case looks like ground beef, and it's super neat. Uh, but also, it's a pioneer. awesome and disgusting. <laughs> pioneer, the CD company, produced, they, they published DVDs for a hot minute, and their DVD cases are DVD case height, but they look like CD jewel cases. I've got two that they did. My copy of Texas Chainsaw Massacre and my copy of Saw are in these weird plastic CD jewel cases. It feels appropriate for those movies, yeah. though. It, it makes really them does. More like, like well, like the clinical aspect of a slaughterhouse. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll do Saw next year. Okay, Bill, we'll I have a question with, uh, for you. Yes. What would you change for the better about Silence of the Lambs if you could change anything about that movie? Hmm. What would I change for the better about Silence of the Lambs if I could change anything for the better in that movie? So it sounds like you love that movie a lot. I do. I like it a lot, quite a bit. Um, My immediate thought is that it would be neat to see Brad Dorif in it, only because Brad Dorif is in the kinds of weird movies that Silence of the Lambs is. And he was of that era at the time. He's great in the remake of Halloween. He's great in Dune. He's obviously great in Lord of the Rings. He's great One in time Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but I think that I think that he would have been in the old Dune. He would have fit in somewhere in that movie, and I like him. And he would have yeah. been nice in the movie. But I don't know. I feel like um, he could have been oh. Biggs. Yeah, he could have. He would have been a good Biggs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Anthony Hopkins did such a good job. And that's even, like, I liked Brian Cox in Manhunter as Hannibal Lecter. It was a very different Hannibal Lecter, and it was it worked for that movie. But I wouldn't want, to, I wouldn't want him in instead of Anthony Hopkins. Uh, I think Jodie Foster is amazing. Uh, the guy that plays Buffalo Bill, whose name I can never remember, did a really good job, too. So does uh, Anthony Hopkins play your favorite Hannibal Lecter? I don't know. I think that I like them both for different reasons. Anthony yeah. Hopkins's Hannibal Lecter really fits for his role. I mean, he it does similar. He has a similar function in Manhunter, but in Silence of the Lambs, it, his but, clinical detachment and help with Clarice yeah. mm-hmm. is different from in Manhunter, where Anthony or where uh, Brian Cox's Hannibal Lecter actively works with the serial killer against the cop that is interviewing him against the FBI detective that's interviewing him. So like he sends letters to the other serial killer to like, to get him to like get on the case of the detective so that he can go mm-hmm. try and attack his family. And Brian Cox's Hannibal Lecter looks like the kind of guy that would, you know, throw a punch if he has to, or take a punch. Anthony Hopkins wouldn't do that. He's no. far above that. And it fits for that movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really like Silence I of the really, Lambs. It would be hard for me to pick a thing. I, I really think. like, um, Matt, Mads, Mads, Oh, yeah. in, in the, the show. show. In the show. I've not seen the show yet, it's but it's on good. my list. Okay. I need to watch that the might other. Be my favorite Hannibal Lecter. 
I've seen Hannibal, I think. But well, I've not seen Red Dragon. Trio. Okay, yeah, I've seen the one that's part of the three-movie trio. But I've not seen Red Dragon or any of the other Anthony Hopkins one. Is there? Does he have three or four? And I've not seen the show. And I've not read the book. But apparently, Anthony Hopkins was so good in the movie that things about the book have been changed because oh. Anthony Hopkins was so good. Like He's apparently from Boston publishings? in the book. Uh, I think so. Or like in sequels to the book, it, oh. it says something hmm. about his Boston no, like some kid background is... <laughs> just some nerd that's like, I don't Anthony like this. Anthony wouldn't have done that. <laughs> My Harry Potter headcanon is that Anthony Hopkins... <laughs> but no, I think that... I don't know. I don't know what I would change. Uh, maybe Jack Crawford could be somebody else. And that's not... I like... Yeah. Who is it that plays him? I can't remember either. I like him. But... It's not iconic like the other no. characters. Uh, who is it? What's his name? Scott Glenn. Scott Glenn did a fine job. But somebody else would have also done a fine job. He just I overshadowed. Think. Right. Jodie Foster, Anthony Hopkins, and Ted Levine, I would not change. Mm-hmm. But right. maybe Scott Glenn. Maybe... Uh, get a different Jack Crawford as well or not Jack Crawford who is the the guy that runs the Big Chilton Eagle. Anthony Held get a different guy yeah. instead of Anthony Held oh yeah is there well, something that know. you would he change very good sleazy he yeah. did a good uh, job guy. he did do a good job anything that I would change yeah um well, I probably need to own this movie. That's <laughs> Is that what you would change, the I fact that change. you don't own it? <laughs> yeah. Listen, you can have that coffee that doesn't work. <laughs> hey, I would take you off on your offer, but <laughs> mm, we only have space for 12 DVDs. So. <laughs> we'll get the one that comes with live moths. There you go. No, don't do that. <laughs> But it's from special 91, moth edition. So the moths, the moths aren't live anymore. They look like the grandma and grandpa from <laughs> Texas Chainsaw. I don't like it. They look like the moths from the that RuPaul's Drag Race final performance. Oh no, the the butterflies. Oh yeah. god. Poor yeah. Asia O'Hara. That's who that was, right? I think so. Oh, it's been a no. minute. Anyways, do you guys have any other questions? Mm, I don't think so. I think I'm good too. We didn't ask what you would pair these movies with other than these movies. I mean, do that's my standard ideas? question. Oh. I mean, obviously, Psycho's an option if we're going to keep the same thread of Ed Gein. Yeah. Yeah. That could have been our first three films, Three Curious. But then we would have had another movie that had nothing else for us to be similar or different with. Yeah. Or you could do a different movie about sewing and like the Devil oh. Wears Prada and Devil Wears Prada and Silence of the Lambs. You or could have done Oakja. Phantom Thread. Is Oakja the one on Netflix about the meat industry? Oh, yep. Oakja yeah. and Texas Chainsaw. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a documentary about the meat industry called Dominion. And they they go into the um, air gun. Oh yeah, the thing. 
quite a you bit. Know? You so. could do carry in Texas Chainsaw because they do the air gun thing in carry too. Because they work yeah. in the, he works in the slaughterhouse and carry much more blood and carry so much more blood. Maybe Buckets. that's what we'll do next year. Buckets more. <laughs> well, uh, thank you uh, to both of you for indulging me in watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so that we have somebody to talk to about it. And thank you, especially to Tyler, who has now watched yet another horror movie that he probably <laughs> didn't want to. He uh, did. <laughs> yes. And. Uh, uh for those of you who are listening uh stay curious and uh and stay tuned and keep for the next movies. uh what you call it what do you what do you do mcu hopefully we're <laughs> gonna get one of those out this month that's the goal we'll see but uh and until then keep watching movies and stay curious and uh, we love you and we love you we love you